friends and introverts. Welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, I wanted to give you all an update about how my quest to lower my stress is going. I will tell you that it's going pretty good, and today I'm going to tell you what I've been doing and what I have seen as an improvement to my like whole life. So, if you are suffering with burnout, if you are someone who is overstressed and you're like, what do I do? This episode is for you. But before we get into that, we are going to do our customary mental health check. As always, you're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. Today, I'm at about a four. I feel pretty level, but there are some things that are on my mind at the moment. And obviously, (laughs) obviously, I'm going to tell you guys what's been going on in my life lately. So for the past week, I was in Nebraska. I went to Nebraska for a national racing competition. It was actually a lot of fun. I did not place, which is fine, but I learned a lot and I learned a lot about my skills as a driver also. If you don't know, the Tesla has something called track mode where you can tell it, I want you to put all the power in the back, all the power to the front or somewhere in the middle. You can turn the traction control all the way up or all the way down in increments. It's not just on or off. And you can also tell it how much regenerative braking you want it to use. I usually do 50-50, so half the power in the front, half the power in the back. Traction control right in the middle, so not all the way on, but definitely not all the way off. And my regenerative braking at 100%. So when we were racing, my husband and I, like, I get out of the car, I do my run, I get out of the car, he gets in the car, he does his run. Like, we're dull driving the car, so this is just how it goes. And somewhere in there, I ended up using his settings, which are far more aggressive. He had 65% of the power to the back, 35 to the front. He had traction control at like negative six and regenerative braking at 100%. If you were to ask me, do you think that you can drive safely in these settings? I would have said absolutely not put my settings back to where they should be. But here's the thing. (laughs) I accidentally went out and did one of my runs with his settings because I just got in, I turned on the track mode. We had been running the same settings for a while, like both of us doing 50-50, 0 and 100%. So it didn't even occur to me to like switch the settings for the traction control and whatever. I get back, it is my fastest run of the day. And Donovan's like, did you change these settings? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, you just ran with my settings. Here, Here's what they are. And he showed me, I'm like, I... I'm honestly in disbelief and I actually ran with the settings next time as well but I think I kind of psyched myself out a little bit because the first time I was like operating under the assumption that I have a certain amount of traction control which is why I did what I did but I don't know like maybe I'm more capable than I think I don't know I think that's a good thing in other news I finally got a neurology appointment let me tell you so last week we were talking about what fills you with rage and someone said the healthcare system. And I, y'all, okay. So I go to my ENT, my ear, nose, and throat doctor, and they're like, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to send you to neurology. I'm like, okay, great. No problem. Please send the referral over. They send the referral over the very, that very day. I call them and they're like, we haven't received the referral. I'm like, okay, well, can I just get on the schedule? Like the referral is coming. Can we just like hurry this thing along? And they're like, no, we we can't do it until we see a referral. I'm like, okay, fine. No problem. 
I call my ENT back. I'm like, hey, they haven't gotten the referral. This is the fax number just in case there was some wires crossed. Uh, please send that over. They send it over again. I call the neurologist again. We still haven't received it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to need y'all to talk to each other because this is not my problem. I It's not as though I was given my records and the referral and I neglected to give it to the neurology department. That's not on me. I didn't do this. So finally, finally, they receive the referral and I still have to call them. They don't call me like they said they were going to, but anyway, I call them, they finally have the referral and the doctor that I was supposed to see is booked until end of July. And I'm like, okay, cool. So my referral is technically for anyone at the practice. So I'm like, are there any other doctors that are available? And she names this other doctor who I also recognize their name because I had seen them when I was doing some research. They're well rated. Like, all right, great. So I have a finally a neurology appointment in a couple weeks. It was still a few weeks out, but it's fine. I have it on the books. I am like, I have it penciled in, whatever. And we're just going to get that on the road. The only bad thing is, is that I'm getting this urge to get more ear piercings and I don't want to do it right. I do want to do it right now. Like I want to go literally right now, go down the street to this little tattoo shop. They didn't my navel piercing. It healed perfectly. The girl was great. I want to do that right now. But I have a feeling I'm going to need to get an MRI of my head. And if you know anything about piercings, you know that you cannot take it out for at least a month, at least a month. And the piercings I want to get take you know, more than one month to heal. We'll just say more than one month. So I'm like, I feel like I'm in limbo because I have this, I'm never really an impulsive person, but I have this impulse to do this thing and I really want to do it. I know what shop I want to go to. I know what piercings I want to ask for. And I'm just like, I want to do it, but I can't do it right now. And so I'm just stuck and that's kind of bugging me. Like, I just want this to be over already. You know, I've been dealing with this health issue for like two years now, literally two years in June. And it took two years for anyone to like take me seriously. So that's awesome. So yeah, that's kind of weighing on me a little bit, but I have been journaling and I have this like feeling of excitement for the summer for no reason. Like I don't have any like major trips or anything planned. I do have race competitions, of course, all across the country that I'm going to do this summer and into the end of the year. And I'm excited about those, but it's not that. It's just like I I feel like I just can't wait to see what happens. And part of that is because I did a Twitter pitch competition. If you don't know what a pitch competition is, it's for people who have written a book and you essentially pitch your book on Twitter. And there are certain days where there are these events, like pitch events is what they're called. And you'll use the hashtag and you'll pitch your book. And if an agent likes your pitch, then that's an invitation to send them your material and they want to read it. That's a solicited request versus what I've been doing, which is unsolicited requests, which are both fine, but solicited is already like, I already have you interested. Here's the book to read, you know? So I got three agents, a publisher and an editor all interested, which is the best that any of my books has ever done on a pitch event. And a lot of it, honestly, is down to like the algorithm and whether or not people end up seeing my pitch in the hundreds, if not thousands, of pitches that are made that day. So 
I'm excited. I already sent out my sent out the requested material, so I'm just kind of waiting to hear back. But I'm excited to see what happens. Even if nothing happens, I think it's very exciting that I had some traction in a pitch event, which I've never had before. As you know, this is also your time to check in with yourself, see how you're doing, and go through it as if you were like telling a friend about what's going on with you. Don't be like, I'm fine. I do that to myself all the time. And then I like sit down to journal and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm actually not okay. Interesting. So just take this time. Be honest with yourself. How do you actually feel? Rate your mental health from one to five. And if there's anything that you can do to improve how you're feeling, do that. While you are thinking about that, I will give you my recommendations for this week. As you know, it is Pride Month and we celebrate pride on this podcast uh, every day that I exist because I am a queer woman and proud to be so. So I was really interested to see that The Ultimatum did a queer version. I think it's called Queer Love, The Ultimatum Queer Love. And it's about, it's The Ultimatum. If you haven't seen The Ultimatum before, typically a very heterosexual show. So the whole concept is that there's a couple One of them wants to get married, one of them doesn't, they give the ultimatum. The ultimatum is either marry me or I walk kind of thing. And there's a show about this. And so for this season, they did a version where everybody on the show is a woman. And I think it's really interesting. We're seeing some really interesting dynamics and feelings develop. And I will have to do a deep dive on this season, especially for Pride Month. I mean, we need to get into it. But also... This is honestly, this is probably the best season of The Ultimatum yet because I remember last season, I really wasn't rooting for anyone and there were people that I like actively didn't like. And even though there are people that I really don't like on this season, there are people that I really do like and I'm really interested to see who ends up leaving with who and which couples are going to make it and which aren't. It's very interesting. So I would highly recommend it. It is on Netflix. And honestly, I think there are two other seasons of The Ultimatum. For America, I think there's also The Ultimatum France. So yeah, check those out. My second recommendation comes from the fact that I have been reading books like it is going out of style lately. The past week, I have read five books. I'm only going to recommend one because it was one of the most interesting concepts. And honestly, this is something that I had discussed with my husband years and years and years ago, but I never wrote a book about it. And I'm like, oh, someone did it, but they did it like with a sci-fi bent. So the the book is called Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. The whole concept is, are you happy with your life? And we all kind of wonder like, if I had made a different choice, how would my life turn out? So the whole premise of this book is that there's this dude who in a different universe was able to come up with a technology that will allow you to see different timelines of your life and not only see them, but live them out if you get rid of the version of you that is in that timeline. So this book was unreal. I, it was one of those books where when I wasn't reading it, I was like, man, I wonder what happens next. It was so good. It was so good. And honestly, I've been putting off reading this book for forever. I don't know why, I saw it on my book of the month and I saw that it was a runner up for the book of the year and I was like, well, it's probably good, but it's just not calling to me. Like sci-fi with technology is just like, eh, I'm not really into it at the moment, but trust me, this book is well worth the read. 
I really enjoyed it. It is very dark, by the way. It has a little bit of gore, so keep that in mind. But it is a very, very good book, especially as we're moving into summer. And you know that summer for me means reading by the pool or reading outside in a hammock, like living my best summer bookworm life. So yeah, Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Highly, highly recommend that. Okay, so with all of that behind us, let's get into the meat of the episode, which is talking about my quest to reduce the amount of stress in my life. I am a very high stress person. I'm a very high anxiety person. I have not been formally diagnosed with anxiety, just FYI, and I'm not claiming to have a mental illness that I do not have. However, I would say that I'm a very anxious person, just generally. I don't know if it it's like a mental illness, but it is affecting me. So at some point, I realized that I just didn't want to feel like this anymore. I'm just tired of being stressed all the time. I feel like I was just working and working and working. And for what? Like I wasn't enjoying this awesome job that I get to have. Like I get to write books for a living. Hello. Like this is a job that people would kill to have. But here I am complaining because I'm tired. So I realized that I needed to make a change and not just like, I'm going to go for walks more. Like I needed to make real life changes in my routine and in my thought process. So I'm going to get into kind of what I've done. If you want to adopt some of these things yourself, feel free. Like I obviously don't own these things and they've worked for me. So if you think they might work for you, give it a shot. So the first thing that I've done over the past month or so is front loading my work. So I do the bulk of my work in the beginning of the day, whenever I get up to like lunchtime-ish, but it's a little more relaxed than that. I used to try to do all my work before lunch and I would start literally the moment that I got up. This Back when I drank coffee, I would make a pot of coffee. I would drink the whole pot of coffee while I was working to get all my work done in the morning. And then I would have the rest of the day to run errands, clean the house, whatever I needed to do. But I have found myself breaking down these tasks even more than that. So... I'll start the day by just getting up, having a normal routine, letting the dog out, etc. And then I'll ask myself what I actually want to do. Genuinely what I want to do. And I will do that thing. Do I want to go for a walk with the dog? Do I want to play video games? Do I want to read? Do I want to work? Any of those things is acceptable. But that is how I'm going to start my day with asking myself what I actually want to do versus what do I have to do today? I don't even look at my calendar, right? If I had something in the morning, I should have set an alarm for it the previous night, you know? So I do what it is that I want in the morning. Then I'll take a shower. After my shower, I feel like rejuvenated and whatever. And then I get to work and do all the things that I'm front loading for the day. For example, I might record a podcast episode. I might outline the podcast episode. I might create character sheets for my book. I might outline my client articles. I might send out some emails, but whatever it is, I'm going to get that rolling. If I have major projects for the month, I'll do those first and make sure I feel like I'm ahead of the deadline. If I feel like I'm behind, I feel like that triggers my stress a lot. So I always do the things that have a deadline first and then push the things that don't have a deadline to to the end. So for example, I'll usually do client work first 
and then the podcast and then my writing because my writing at this moment is not under a deadline which is great I've also been planning out my week every weekend. So whether that's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, whatever day I kind of feel like doing it, sometimes I'll actually start the day with that. Like starting to see what my next week is going to look like and planning it out, writing it out in a planner really helps me to just feel like I'm under control. Like I have all of this time because if I have it all written out, I'm like, okay, well, I have plenty of time to get all of this done. I'm not in a rush. I have so much time. And feeling like I have time is very important to me because if I don't feel like I have time, then I'm stressed. So I've mapped out my week. I've front-loaded my work. Now it's after lunchtime. There's no more work that I really have to do that day. What do I do with my afternoon? Like post two or three o'clock is my time. I can do what it is that I want to do with the rest of that day. So I have been taking time to just read lately. I've really been on my reading journey, reading era, whatever it is. I'm really into it and I'm trying to find books that I really, really like. I'm not pushing through books that are boring to me. There's this one book that I was excited for. It was a sequel and I'm like three quarters of the way through it, two thirds of the way through it and it's just, oh, it's so boring to me right now. So I just put it down and I picked up a different one. And I've read three books since then, and I'm, I haven't looked back yet. And maybe that book will call to me in the future. But if not, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I don't need to stress myself out needing to finish every book that I start. It's not that serious. So I've done all this. I feel like I have a pretty good daily routine now. But what I think has been the most revolutionary for me is looking at my stress through a lens of curiosity versus irritation. I sometimes feel like I shouldn't be as stressed as I am, right? Objectively, my writing is not on a deadline. My client work is not super heavy. My, like, the podcast kind of, I mean, it takes some work, but it's not a whole bunch of work. And then otherwise, what do I have to do? I have to clean the house. I have to be a person, you know, run errands, whatever, take care of my dog. But objectively, I feel like I shouldn't be stressed, which means that when I am stressed, I'm irritated about it. So lately, I've been looking at my stress like, okay, so why do you feel that way? What's causing this versus you should not be feeling that way? And I feel like it's taken off so much pressure from me to stop pretending like I feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Like we all want to be happy all the time. But it's not true. And if you're stressed, it's fine. But we do need to identify what it is that's causing this stress. And if it's nothing, if it's like some perceived notion that you don't have enough time, then you don't have to feel that way. And for me, at least, kind of rationalizing my way out of the stress really helps me not feel that way anymore. So I don't know if this, this sounds like groundbreaking to anyone, but it has been honestly revolutionary for me. Because, I mean, it feels like it's been years that I've been stuck in this cycle of working to the point of stress. And it's just like the more that I work, the more stressed I am. And it just doesn't make any sense. So I think I was burned out, (laughs) which, I mean, it is what it is. And I'm working on it now. But, like, it's really hard to identify, especially in our culture of you have to constantly be grinding. And if you're not grinding, then you're lazy. 
like me taking time to float in the pool and read my Kindle is not lazy. I'm just enjoying my life as a person, you know? Like there's a difference between laziness and rest. And I'm really trying to learn how to rest properly. So you might be wondering, so you said this is revolutionary. What, uh, what does that mean? I have four concrete evidence points, I guess we'll call them, that tell me that I'm doing the right thing for myself. The first of which is that my weight has stabilized. I don't really talk too much about my weight on the podcast because I try to stay away from body commentary generally, unless like that's the topic that we're talking about. But uh, I will tell you that I have lost a significant amount of weight from the beginning of the year, not intentionally. And it's not like I've been ill or anything like that. So seeing this for myself, seeing my clothes fit differently and things like that, I'm like, ooh, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. But it was because I was reaching a breaking point of my stress levels. So the fact that I've lost this significant amount of weight, like it's not great, but I'm at like a technically healthy weight for my, for my height. I'm still within the normal range, which is good. And I've stopped losing weight because I'm not as stressed anymore because my body is not eating itself because it is under such anxiety. And for me, that's really, that's really good. When I was losing that much weight, it felt like I was sick and honestly probably encouraged me to pursue solutions to my vertigo issue, which is good, but I don't want to feel like my, my body is sick. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to feel like that. And it's a, a physical manifestation of what is going on inside me emotionally. So the fact that that's stabilized is honestly amazing. Second thing, my skin is clearing up. I went through a period recently, the past several months, where I've had some absolutely wild breakouts. And this coming from someone who typically has pretty good skin, like I don't have major hormonal breakouts, I don't get those under the skin pimples, like I don't get that normally. But the past several months, I have been, and I haven't been eating differently. The only different thing was that I was more stressed than than ever, honestly. So now that that's calmed down, I still have some scarring that I think will go away. Honestly, if it doesn't, like not the end of the world, but the fact that it's calming down, I'm like, okay, this is my body showing me like this is the path that we're supposed to be on. So that is great. The next thing, and this is honestly the most surprising to me, is that my creativity is more readily available. I have this book idea that I've been sitting on since November of last year, and because of how stressed I was, I wrote like three chapters and had no idea where to go from there. But particularly the last week or two, it's been like on my mind constantly, and I'm kind of turning over possibilities and creating characters and doing all the things in my head that I normally do when I'm writing a book. And I'm so excited to see this because... It was starting to feel like, have I run out of stories to tell? But I haven't. Like, I have that story. I have so many other things in my notes app right now for stories that I'm excited to write. And it's just coming to me like it used to, like when I was younger. And it's it's really heartening, honestly. It feels good that 
this thing that I love hasn't completely abandoned me. And the final thing that tells me that I'm on the right path is that I feel more excited by opportunities than overwhelmed by them. Historically, if I had gotten three agent likes on a pitch contest, I would have been immediately stressed out and I would have overthought for days if I should submit to them, even though I've researched all of them and they seem like a good fit. If like when I should submit to them, am I going to appear too eager, too excited? I literally did not think twice. As soon as I saw the like on the tweet, I li- I sent off my query packet thing. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, okay, cool. Let's see what happens. And in the moment, it didn't strike me as anything. But looking back on previous experiences, I'm like, yeah, I would have handled that a lot differently and to my detriment. So it's exciting to see that I feel like I'm on the right path. I feel like I'm kind of getting back to myself and where I want to be versus being stuck in this cycle of stress and anxiety because I was not placed on this earth to be stressed out. I don't know what I'm here for, but I can tell you it sure as heck is not that. That is about all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for joining me on my little Operation De-Stress rant. If you are stressed or anxious or burnt out, like try some of these things or just brainstorm and think to yourself, like, what could I possibly do that's going to help me feel better? And think of it like a mission, Operation De-Stress. We all need to do it. We all need to do it. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. You can also follow the podcast Instagram or TikTok at Your So Quiet Pod, Y-O-U-R-E, So Quiet Pod. That's where you can stay the most up to date with all future, current, past, previous, <laughs> all the episodes. I will talk to you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.